Hi, it's Paul. How are you doing? Welcome back to the Pylon Ultra Pod. This is episode five of a series of short podcasts we've been doing on the subject of confidence. We hope you've noticed that each week we are covering a specific topic with some good thinking that's going to help you to tackle training and racing in a better state of mind and that each episode moves that conversation on in some way. So you don't have to listen to them in order, but it probably will help. As with each of the episodes, there's usually a small ask or piece of homework which doesn't have to involve a pen and paper, but is usually going to help uh, you to get more out of these if you have a pen and paper to hand. Uh, The last episode was no different. James took us down a sidetrack specifically focusing on embracing discomfort and he asked you to note down what those feelings are like and how you might view them in your mind. If you haven't listened to that, that's episode four and it's certainly worth going through that as dealing with discomfort is something that we all have to do a lot. Many of us choose it and other times we have no choice so there's useful thinking for everyone whether you're an ultra runner you take part in races or you don't and it's just for normal life. So on to this week, I think we'll finish up the sprints on the subject of threats to our confidence and self-belief. So as we said right at the start, confidence is something that needs continual work, it's malleable and as well as putting in the work to try and build and maintain your own desired confidence levels, there's no point in us pretending that once you get there it's just going to be plain sailing. Things are going to happen along the way that are going to challenge the work that you've done and the negative voices in your mind are only too happy to take back their place and become a regular theme again. They're never that far away. So I thought it might be worth going through a few of the potential threats to be aware of so that if your self-awareness is already high, you can see them yourself and you can choose how much impact they might have on you. Being forearmed with some of the most common threats at least gives you a head start rather than just hoping a positive attitude in all cases is always going to prevail. I think the biggest one for me is accepting and being aware that no matter how confident or how grounded or even solitary a life we lead, it's not just our beliefs that drive the actions that we take. We are constantly being affected and influenced by the people and environments around us. If you've been following the earlier episodes, you've hopefully done a fair bit of self-reflection already and in that maybe identified some of the external factors, relationships and processes that are important to you and your own confidence levels for whatever you're committing to do, be it a race, a new job or an event of some kind. These might be things like the coaching you're receiving, the people you train with, your knowledge of a particular race course the people you'll be racing or just the support that you have in your day-to-day life. Most of these ideally are going to be positive, but they're not always. Maybe, for example, you feel that your coach is always disappointed with your efforts and uh, doesn't make you feel good going into a race. Can you maybe have a conversation about it? Or reassess your goals altogether because there's been a change in your circumstances. I see it a lot as a coach, athletes set out maybe 10 months from their big focus A race, saying that they can train 20 hours a week and finishing this 100 mile race in under 16 hours is the only goal and they'll put everything that they can into it. But the athlete then takes on a new job with maybe twice the workload uh, in the first three months of coaching. Now the coaching athlete should really talk about those things and reassess The goals might need to change as the available time and energy just isn't there anymore. 
And doing that means confidence doesn't have to uh, suffer as a result and there's much more alignment in the relationship. Maybe, for example, you spend two weeks of a taper looking up all the other people you'll be racing on Strava and looking through the incredible training that they appear to have done. You need to ask yourself, is this really helpful to you? Or is it a negative side to your own confidence equation that really weighs you down? It's like those exams at school or university, if you can think back that far. Um, Ten minutes before you start, people are telling you what you should have studied and the things that they focused on that maybe you didn't. You do have some control of those external influences. You can choose not to take part in those conversations. Other threats to your confidence come from mistakes and unwanted or unexpected outcomes. These can be really damaging to confidence. It naturally feels like there's nothing you can really do about them. They're unpredictable and they're challenging. Things like falling short on your race goals, not finishing a race or making navigation errors or poor decisions in the race itself. These things can really make us feel vulnerable and if we're easily shaken by these events, our self-belief fades and that has the unfortunate knock-on effect of you being more risk-averse in the future. So not tackling the tougher races or not approaching the race or the event with that bold intention that you maybe had a year before. We keep on more fuel to the self-doubt fire. Of course the race was a disaster, I'm hopeless at racing and I always will be, I don't know why I bother. And with that we lose our opportunity for learning. When something goes wrong, it's not because you're a terrible runner who'll never do well again. Actively working on your self-belief changes that mindset. The poor race tells you that you have some stuff to figure out in the future before you go again. The mistake in the race is something that you try as much as you can to coolly accept and then you choose your next course of action. Some people, some athletes, some that I coach, some that I know as friends, some have the belief to do that and sometimes we allow those negative voices to make the decision for us and stop us from being vulnerable protect us in a way. Listen, I know all of this sounds great in theory, but it's much more difficult in practice. I feel the same way too sometimes. I can look back on 13 or more years of racing and I can pick out the times where my self-belief just wasn't robust enough. DNFs that might not have been if I had better managed the internal chatter. But there's also races where I should never have finished. I've been badly injured and in pain for long periods, but I stayed positive and confident enough where I knew I could finish and also do well. I had a good example in a 300km race a few, few years back, and maybe some of you have heard this story before, but maybe halfway in, I'd done a lot of the work to catch up and pass the two guys in front. So I had to really dig myself out of a few bad patches uh, in those early stages and I stayed strong knowing that if they weren't working as hard as I was then I'd get sight of them at some point. And once I got in the lead I put a bit of time in as well. Uh, so my confidence was super high and um, been able to pass them one at a time until I made a mistake. I went off course and I got stuck in some horrible, inescapable pit of briars and thorns it was just like your worst nightmare um, and when I finally got back on course I dropped a spot so I was down to second I could have been down to third I didn't know for sure and it took me a while to regroup 
I was really angry and my head dropped for a short period. But instead, on this occasion, and like it doesn't always happen, but instead of wallowing in the pity, I had enough confidence and drive to go and do what I did already again. It actually became like a real shot in the arm to me and I didn't allow that mistake to shatter my confidence and determination entirely. I believed that I could win that race, not blindly, not a blind belief, but because I knew I trained well, I knew I carried lots of experience and I managed to initially put myself in the lead with more than 100k left, so I felt like I could do it again. Despite the mistakes and maybe in other scenarios on other days, I might have allowed that to negatively affect the rest of that event. So when you make mistakes or you fall short, just commit to figuring out a new plan, a way to approach it now or the next time. That's how we learn and that's how we grow and none of that happens without self-belief. Now DNFs themselves, they're hard, especially for the athletes who are really well prepared for the race, but they're part of what we do. It's a tough sport and in any race, only a small percentage are going to get close to what they are capable of performing on the day. So don't forget that and please don't let mistakes, falling short or things that are out with your control negatively impact how you're going to tackle your next bowl challenge. You do have it in you as long as you commit, you show consistency and you take control of what you believe about yourself. I think I'll finish up there plan is that James and I are going to get together and record a longer conversation about the whole sprint series next. Um, we'll go back over some of the lessons and we'll dig a bit deeper into personal experiences and how as very different people, James and I are very different people, we use our training and our support networks to build and maintain our own confidence. So if you've got any questions or observations at all that you'd like us to include in the final episode, please let us know. Uh, we did it last time and it worked really well. Some people sent us some voice message questions which we could include in the podcast and it helps to bring it to life a wee bit. So if you've got anything at all, um, please let us know. We've got a Pylon Ultra Facebook group or you can tag us with something on Instagram at Pylon Ultra um, if you want to get involved in that conversation. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If any of this has helped you at all, please give us the honour of a subscribe Leave us a comment and share it on social media. It means a lot to us and hopefully encourages more people to get involved in running. We see the benefits of running every week in the athletes that we coach. We genuinely care about this sport and we want more people to tap into their own unrealised potential. And we believe that running and talking about how we tackle our running is a key to unlock this in anyone. If there's Anything we can do to help you from a running perspective, please get in touch. We've got a brilliant coaching team and we work with all different levels of ability and experience. We support people who want to improve and feel much more satisfied and energised by their running. So please get involved if you want to be part of Team Pylon. If coaching isn't for you, we also have race and distance specific training plans, which are a really great way to access our experience without having someone looking over your shoulder and if you none of that's suitable for you then please just keep on listening to the podcast or send us a comment on social media and get involved and um, we, we, we care about what we're doing and we just want to help more people um, enjoy their running and get more out of life so thanks for listening and we'll let you know when the final episode goes up cheers cheers